What does it mean to walk in the light as Jesus is in the light? This is not about, listen to this, this is not about how we walk, but about where we walk. Welcome to the Living by Grace podcast with Al Jennings. When you receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness, you will reign in life. Listen in as he discusses the effortless life of God's grace. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the pod, Living by Grace podcast. We got some good stuff for you today. I woke up with some stuff. I was in the bed till 11 a.m. this morning. I'm telling you, um, before we get started, let me tell you about my trip. We just got back from vacation, Carla and I. We had a great time in Florida. The way back was not fun because we ran into some, some inclement weather. It was just a set of things that went wrong. But thank God we're safe. Praise God for the angels. Let me just give God praise first for his angels watching over us, keeping us um, on our trip, keeping us on the way there. While we were there, on the way back, we made a stop in Atlanta to see our uh, our daughter and son-in-law, grandkids. So we were able to take our time on the way and uh, had a good time in Florida. We went from Atlanta to Florida. And then on the way back, I missed I miscalculated how long it was going to take for us to get back because I gave Carla my word that I would get her back for her four o'clock um, her four o'clock clients. They had a she had a class schedule with people scheduled at four o'clock and then another one I think at five fifteen on Tuesday. For some reason, I thought that we could leave on Monday morning, get to Atlanta, spend the night get up early <clears throat> early Tuesday make the rest of the trip rest of the trip but I've miscalculated that to make a long story even longer what I had to do was drive straight through and we left at 10 o'clock we left late on Monday on purpose because she had a client that she did a zoom with and she wanted to do that she had to do that before or wanted wanted to do that before we left. And that was at 9 a.m. And then we left right after that. We left about 10 o'clock. Check this out. I've never driven this long in my entire life. We left at 10 10 o'clock a.m. Monday morning and drove for 31 hours. Is that cray-cray or what? I mean, and I... And I try to try to ask Carla, can we just spend a night in Atlanta? Could you cancel the classes? Said no, no. I want to. Um, I've been gone away too long, and my clients are paying me. I need to get back for these sessions. And so, since I gave my word, and I'm the one that messed up, we tried to push through, and um, it ended up being a 31-hour trip. I drove 27 of those hours. Carla drove the last four, and we still didn't get back. <laughs> we should have spent the night in Atlanta, but 
we were moving along. I mean, we would have made it if it wasn't for bad weather that we ran into in Cleveland, Tennessee. So we hit Cleveland, and, man, it just was a mess. Freezing rain. We hit Cleveland between 4 and 5 a.m. on Tuesday, and, man, it was so bad. There were several um, 18-wheeler trucks lined up off the exit ramp because they weren't going to move on the, on those icy roads. And I told Carla, we just got to get off. And she, and she knew it at that point. So we got off and waited it out and then got right back on the road. It still was slow, but we made it. 31 hours later, we left Monday morning, 10 a.m. We got back Tuesday evening around 7. <clears throat> so I'm still recovering physically. <laughs> but uh, and haven't gotten much rest. I was doing something that was not wisdom. I'll go ahead and admit I've been playing too much pickleball. I mean, we got off the road and went right to the soft opening of pickleball. Is that crazy? We were so excited about the there's a grand opening of a new pick, pickleball facility in Fort Wayne. And the soft opening was Tuesday from 2 p.m. to 9 p.m. We got back in town. We went straight to the pickleball club and played pickleball. <laughs> then came home, crashed out. I slept hard. Got up. Went back to pickleball at 10. Still kind of on the end of vacation. Went there at 10. Supposed to be a rest day. I didn't leave that facility yesterday till 6 p.m. <laughs> so eight hours of pickleball yesterday. And that's why I didn't get up till 11 a.m. today. But enough of that. That's a little bit of my vacation story. And if you see Carla, ask her, why did you let Pastor stay on the road that long for 31 hours? Why did you do that? So you make sure you tell my wife that. And I would be grateful. <laughs> All right, everybody. Let's get into today's podcast. I want to talk about walking in the light. Walking in the light. What does that mean? I woke up today with this subject matter. In fact, the Lord began to share several things with me, and I wrote them down. And um, before we get into the topic, this sort of goes along with it, but in Matthew 28, 18, where Jesus tells us to go into all the world and preach the gospel to, to every creature. Well, um, we're going to deal with a couple scriptures today that are misunderstood. This is one of them. And I used to think, like many people think, that this scripture means um, to go into all the world, go into Italy, go into Africa. Let me make sure I get give you the right reference. I believe that's Matthew 28, 19. Yes. 
So, yeah, go into Africa, go into Italy, go into Las Vegas. Go, just go. We need to get the gospel out. This is the Great Commission, right? Go into all the world. Go everywhere. Go on mission trips. Um, go. If you can't go, help somebody who is going. We need to go, 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 go. Yes, Matthew 28, 19. Go into all the world. But you know, that's not the context in the Greek. That's not what that means in the Greek. Everybody's going. We're going somewhere. You don't have to go to Africa to make disciples, to preach the gospel. You don't have to go outside of your city. What this is talking about is in the Greek it says, I'm paraphrasing, as you go, make disciples. That's a different twist, right? That puts a different meaning on it. Because everybody's going. What this is talking about, as you go, what does that mean? As you go about your daily life, make disciples. That means when you go to the grocery store, when you go to work, when you go to play, when you go play pickleball, make disciples. Share Jesus. Yeah. Isn't that good? Everybody's going. So as you go, this is not talking about going to Africa. If you're in Africa, as you go about your daily life in Africa, preach the gospel. Because everybody's going. All right? And as you go, be the light. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So get my microphone adjusted here. All right, here we go. You are the light. There are so many scriptures about the believer, the Christian being light. We are the light of the world. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 6, 14. You know, the believer is called light. 2 Corinthians 6, 14, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? Notice here that the believer is called Righteousness. What fellowship has what? Light with darkness. The believer here is called light, and the unbeliever is called darkness. That's the context, unbelievers, right? So what fellowship has light with darkness? The believer is called light. You are light. You are illuminating. All right? And it happens, listen, as we keep our eyes on Jesus. All right? We, we, the, the light will shine. And you've heard this term, let your light shine. And that's what we're to do, right? Now, 
Here's another misunderstood scripture. We're going to go to 1 John 1, 7, and we want to camp out here for a sec. Now, Jesus on the cross took all of our sins. If you've been following, following me for the last several years, you know what I'm about. You understand what I'm about to say. That Jesus on the cross took all of our sins, past, present, and future. All right? All your sins have been forgiven. Okay? Now watch this. Very misunderstood scripture. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. I used to think, and I taught, that if we walk the way Jesus walked, all right, if, if we walk like Jesus, if we just walk in the light just like Jesus walks in the light, if we do that, then the blood of Jesus will cleanse us from all of our sin. Well, that doesn't make sense. And let me tell you why. Because Jesus was perfect. He never committed any act of sin. He became sin on the cross. He took our place and became sin that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ. But he never committed any acts of sin. He was the only perfect human that ever walked the earth. He, he lived a, a perfect life. So if this is saying, if we walk in the light just like Jesus walked in the light, which is impossible because none of us are perfect like Jesus, but if we could do that, let's say if, if this is talking about walking like Jesus walked and then we'd have fellowship with one another, and then the blood of Jesus will cleanse us from all sin. That makes no sense because if we walked the same way Jesus walked, we wouldn't have no sin to be cleansed of. <laughs> See, we wouldn't need to be cleansed, right, if we walked the way Jesus walked. We wouldn't need no blood to cleanse us from all of our sin because we wouldn't have any if we walk like Jesus walked, right? So it doesn't make sense to say that this is talking about walking like Jesus, and if we walk like Jesus, then the blood would cleanse us from all our sin. We can't do that. And if we could, we wouldn't need forgiveness. We wouldn't need cleansing. We wouldn't need the blood if we walk the way Jesus walked. All right? Does that make sense? So what is it talking about? I propose this to you. Okay. What does it mean to walk in the light as Jesus is in the light? This is not about, listen to this. This is not about how we walk, but about where we walk. We are to walk in the light. All right? 
Look at Ephesians 5, 8. Ephesians 5, 8 says, for you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Remember 2 Corinthians 6, 14. You are now light in the Lord. Now compare this with what we just read in 1 John. Walk, I'm still in Ephesians 5, 8. You, you were once darkness, but now <clears throat> you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Walk in the light. 1 John 1, 7 is not about how we walk, but about where we walk. Walk in the light. We are children of light. You, child of God, are in the light right now. And as we walk in the light, let's go back to 1 John 1, 7. As we walk as children of light, sometimes we will sin because we're not perfect, perfect like Jesus. Sometimes we will sin, but because our sins have been forgiven on the cross, past, present, and future, we live under a constant waterfall of forgiveness. Sometimes we'll sin, and when we do, the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, not how we walk, but where we walk, when we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. So every time we sin, as we are walking in the light, praise God, because we are light, we're in the light. And as we go about our Christian lives, when we sin, and we all do, the blood of Jesus cleanses us from our sin. Every time we sin, it's washed away. When we sin again, it's washed away. We sin again, it's washed away. We're under a constant waterfall of forgiveness. Isn't that good? First Thessalonians 5.5 5 says, For you are all children of light, children of the day. We are not of the night or of the darkness. You see that there are so many scriptures talking about being light, walking in the light. The believer is light. Praise God. First Peter 2 and verse 9. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. This is describing the believer. This is who we are. We are a chosen race. We are a nation. We are a royal priesthood. You are royalty. Yeah. We are kings and priests. 
Revelation says. Right? And kings and queens, royalty, reign. Romans 5.17, those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness shall do what? Reign in life. That means you win in life. You reign as a king, as a queen. See yourself as royalty. Yes. You're a royal priesthood, a chosen race. As believers, we're a race of people. We are our own culture. It goes on to say, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness. We were once in darkness, but now we're in his marvelous light. So many scriptures talking about the fact that we're light. And um, God told the apostle Paul, he called Paul to minister to the Gentiles. And one of the things that he told Paul that he would do, you can see this in Acts chapter 26 and verse 18. One of the things that he sent Paul to do was to open their eyes. Whose eyes? The Gentiles' eyes. So that they may turn from darkness to light. See? And you've done that because of the blood of Jesus and when you accepted Jesus as your personal Savior and Lord, you were transferred from darkness. You were delivered from the power of darkness and transferred into the kingdom of light. Praise God. So you're light. And this light is real. It's tangible. Yes, it's in your spirit. But when you have a consciousness of being light, it will manifest. It's, it's tangible. It's real. One more passage I want to go to. Matthew 5, 14 and 15. Jesus said in his Sermon on the Mount, you are the light of the world. See how many scriptures talk about the fact that we're light? You are the light. I know Jesus is the light of the world, but we can say like Jesus, he's on the inside of us. I am the light of the world. Child of God, you are the light of the world. And we need to let our light shine. Walk in that light. Yes. Where, where do you walk? In the light. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp or put it under a basket, but on a stand. And it gives light to all in the house. This thought came to me today. I never said this before. Because I just got this illustration today. Your lights in your house. I got lights in the studio right now. 
and there are different kinds of lights. But the light is already built for illumination. The light is already built for illumination. All you have to do to get it to work, it takes no self-effort. The illumination of the light is already built into it. What am I trying to say? You are light. In your spirit, you already have the illumination. You already are the light. You don't have to you don't have to force it. You don't have to try to be the light. You are the light. So these lights in my studio, the lights in your house, the illumination is built into them. But what do you have to do to get them to come on? You have to flip the switch. Press a button. I've got some lights that are voice activated. <laughs> but the point is, you have to turn them on. So how do we turn on the light that we have on the inside of us? Ooh, I'm excited. I got this this morning. Turning it on, turning the light on in your life is a consciousness. Consciousness of what? Consciousness of the presence of Jesus. Amen. In other words, have a mindset of Jesus. I mean, turning it on is a mindset and having Jesus on your mind. When you do that, do that, you're kept in perfect peace when your mind, mindset, your mind is stayed on Jesus. When that happens, you're in shalom, shalom, perfect peace. All right? You're in light. You're conscious of that light, and that light is shining. Praise God. And that light is bright on the inside of you. So let it out. Let it shine. It's not just a cute saying, let your light shine. You don't have a little, little bitty flicker. You're full of light. And um, Carla and I see this manifest in our lives in a tangible way all the time. And we often comment, Sometimes we'll go into a restaurant and there may be nobody there or a short line, one of one or two people there, and then we show up. And I, I'm not saying this to brag or to try to be arrogant, all right? But it's, it's a fact, okay? We will go in restaurants and nobody's there hardly, just a few people or maybe nobody, we walk in and all of a sudden, after we make our order, there's all kind of people coming in line. All, all of a sudden, there's a long line in the restaurant. People start coming to the restaurant. 
This happens to us over and over again. I'm not kidding you. And we know why that happens is because light attracts and it's tangible. That's why I said earlier, this is real and it's tangible. And oftentimes, not just in a restaurant, but other places we'll go and we'll show up and then other people start being drawn to that place. That's because of the light that's on the inside of us, which is Jesus. Praise God. And the only thing we have to do, really, is, is no self-effort. Is just keep your mind on Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Woo, praise God. I hope y'all got something out of that today. Um, that's all I got for you today. But praise God, it's exciting to let our light shine, right? All right. All right, everybody. That's it for today. Thanks for joining. You are greatly blessed, highly favored, deeply loved, totally righteous, and destined to reign because of Jesus. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining. Have an amazing day. Thank you for joining us today for the Living by Grace podcast. You are greatly blessed, highly favored, deeply loved, totally righteous, and destined to win because of Jesus. Have an amazing day.